Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star two so the host knows when you want to speak. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Friday night Bible study and fellowship. And I appreciate you being here tonight because we're going to be in one of my favorite epistles of the Apostle Paul. Brother Pete's been asking me to do this program. Uh, I've done it before, but um, it's always my pleasure to get into prison epistles because they're so important, as I will make mention of shortly as we get into the introduction. But before we get into the introduction of Colossians, uh, I'd like for you people to remember Brother Tim. Uh, his family is all in college, his kids or his, some of his family's in college and they're getting messed up in this social justice stuff and this race mixing and multiculturalism. I would uh, wish that you'd please remember him when you pray that the Lord put a hedge about his family and keep them guarded from this mess any way possible that they can and implant in their minds that it is not of God that they that they put themselves into this mess because it all all it does is cause confusion and God is not the author of confusion. And I also appreciate your prayers for uh, Sister Meg. She is uh, still making remarkable recovery and her rehabilitation, and I knew, I know you guys are glad to hear that. It's still surprising the doctors, and uh, no big deal. The Lord can surprise anybody. When he takes an ocean, he does it all the time. Miracles are worked every day. And um, I appreciate your prayers for each and every way. We need to pray for each other continuously. Uh, we're all, we all need prayer. Nobody's without, without that. Every, Paul said pray without ceasing, pray for one another. And we need to always during the daytime in spare moments and come on, come when we come in each other's mind, just take it to the Lord in prayer. We don't know what's going on with that brother in their life. Um, speaking about each one of you guys, the, the the ones in the program right now, and if there be anybody in the thought in in the chat room, I don't know until I don't see it. But just always remember when that thought comes in your mind, take them to the Lord in prayer about anything that may be going in on in their life, good, bad, whatever. The Lord knows what's taking what's going on there and ask the Lord to move in and, and, and let his hand be there and work in their lives. So Brother Dave, after having said that, if you would go ahead and open us in a word of prayer and we'll get started in this fantastic book of life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come tonight with gratitude. We come tonight in reverence the, to the preeminent Lord Jesus Christ. I pray tonight that as we read the book of Colossians and do the preliminary synopsis of the book that 
all words be said and done to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and to your humor, Lord, for your enjoyment, Father, and that the Lord Jesus Christ be magnified and that the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God, that the faith in the hearts of your people and those who are yet to be your people be increased tonight by the spirit of God speaking through the word. We pray that the word be given accurately and that you, your anointing would be on Pastor Don to teach and the anointing would be on us to be students, to hear, to have eyes to see and ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the churches. And tonight, Father, I thank you for the continued healing in Megan. Lord, I thank you for glorifying yourself in her and showing that Jesus Christ is savior of spirit, soul, and body. And Lord, I thank you tonight for Tim's family, Lord, that the hand of God is on them. I thank you, Lord, that the spirit of truth speak the truth to them in reference to all those things that pertain to this life. And for all the people, Lord, that are in this fellowship, which are few, but many visit, for all those in the fellowship and those visiting, I pray, Lord, for their needs to be met, not necessarily what they've been asking for, but for their real need, the one that you want met, the one that you want them to be complicit in, the one where you want to be them to be partnering with you. I pray for that need to be met pronto in the name of Jesus, so be it, amen. Amen, amen. Well, folks, historically speaking, Colossians is one of the prison colleges called the prison epistles. Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Philemon are considered prison epistles. And they all go together. If you read them in conjunction with one another, you understand, if you get the overall look of, of all these books, you understand that they, they have a theme to them. Um, the book of Colossians is specifically written for Paul to counter heresies that are going on in the Colossian church, which Colossae and Laodicea, as you as Paul will mention in this book, are close together. They're practically a rock throw from one another in Asia Minor. If you think of it, if you think about that in today's term, just think Turkey, and it was in the eastern side of Turkey. Asia Minor at the time Paul written was under Roman providence and the capital of the Asia, that part was Ephesus. And this, at the time that on um, today's time, just think Turkey and the eastern part of Turkey and you'll have it in the right location. But anyway, Paul mentions um, the Laodiceans in this book right here. And Colossae was, um, was right on the eastern border along with, um, along with Laodicea, uh, close to the Roman road which was at, uh, the bridge, was, uh, the road was in Phrygia, and uh, it was at the eastern corner of, of the eastern part of the world. In other words, a lot of mysticism, a lot of heresies going on with mainly the Essenes being in there and the Stoics and a bunch of Judaizers being in there as well, a bunch of rich Jews that lived there as well. And Colossae, was a, it was a big town at the time, which basically because of according to history, because of a lot of earthquakes, kind of disappeared along with Laodicea, kind of fell down in prominence. 
But um, anyway, Paul is Paul's writing to the Colossians, and he's writing. He sent the letter from Rome, the prison epistles, which the reason they call the prison epistles is because Paul was in jail in Rome, and uh, they were sent out. This letter was sent out by Papyrus. Papyrus was probably the pastor at Colossae. And Paul, this is the part, there's nowhere in, in history books that we can find where Paul actually made, set foot in Colossae. But we know this Colo there was a bunch of Colossian people, residents from Colossae, in Ephesus when Paul spent three years in the house of Tyrannus doing his uh doing his teaching there where he spent uh, i think from 54 to 57 a.d or 55 to 58 anywhere somewhere around in there but these letters these prison epistles ephesians colossians philippians and philemon were sent out before they, they were carried by four different people um from epaphras is the one that took the colossian letter back to the colossian people Epaphroditus took the book of Philippians. Philemon was carried by a runaway slave called Onesimus. Paul talked him to go back to his master. He had gotten converted, and Paul talked him to return to his master. That's where we get the book of Philemon from. And uh, the book of Ephesians was carried by Epaphroditus, who was a leader in the Ephesian church. But if you put all these books together, and read them in conjunction with one another, which I have done numerous times and still do to this day, you get an overall look at the anatomy of the body of Christ. The Ephesian church deals with the heavenlies and the head and the body of Christ. Philemon, the book of Philemon, deals with the walk of the Christian, the, where the rubber meets the road, where, the, where Christians walk their daily life as a servant to just a slave to Jesus Christ. And the Philippians is just, it, it, it's a book of love is what it is. It's a fantastic book of the walk of the Christian and their love toward the apostle Paul. But with all four books put together, they form an anatomy of the whole body of Christ and the Christian life is what they do if you put them together. There's been much written about them over the over 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 history there's been a lot of theologians put them together and make such and such out of them and there's even one group of brethren um the high some of the hyper dispensationalists that only take the prison epistles they i mean that's that's they they solely stay in the prison epistles all the time disobeying the word of god which says all scriptures given by inspiration of god profitable doctrine and proof correction instruction and righteousness so we're supposed to use all the books from Genesis to Revelation. But if you take these four books, like I'm telling you right now, they will overall, contextually, they'll give you an anatomy of the body of Christ and the walk of a Christian in his everyday life. But anyway, historically speaking, Colossians was, um, the, the books were sent out, by the way, somewhere between, from Rome, probably between 60 and 62 AD. And that's about all the historical information that's really worth talking about. Uh, there's the rivers, the only other thing that I can tell you that might be of interest, there's a river there, one called Milus, or what I say, was it My, was Milus? Yeah, Milus and Meander, and which is where we get the word meandering 
This river was twisting and turning and blah, blah, blah. And that's where we get the word meander today. When we talk about a person meandering here, meandering there, that's where we get our word. But the, the Gnostics were the ones that had a big hold here. I've taught on Gnosticism at least three times in the past. I may do a program on it again later and break it down completely. But the word Gnostic means knower or knowledge. Agnostic means no knowledge. And agnostic is, agnost, agnostic is where we get our word ignorance, okay? <laughs> so the big Gnostics were really ignoramuses is what they were. But Philo wrote about the Gnostics. And I, like I said, I've taught about it quite a bit. Where it, um, they, they, they've got this knowledge of the heavenlies and they've got all kind of different gods here and gods there and they've got a demiurge who winds up being uh, who they call YWH or Yahweh and he's supposed to be the one that created the earth and the stars and everything and they above him there's this pantheon of gods that's the way to not that's just a small little taste of what the Gnostics teach, with also a female god called Sophia that's part of the Pleroma, which is just a bunch of big Greek words, which I'm not going to go into right now. But anyway, we'll get in here, and we'll probably won't get, but about, I'm not going to wear on to be here too long tonight. I kept y'all way past when I should have the other night, and I apologize again because I didn't spend Saturday night studying like I should have and broke that thing down like I should have, and we went two hours, and I apologize again for that. Lord willing, we won't let that happen again, so we'll only be here for about 15 or 16 verses because it'll cover main topic here, and we'll go try to go through and, and hit on all these words and what Paul's putting forth here um, pretty succinctly. Well, Brother Dave, if you would, start starting. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother. Okay, Paul. Oh, by, by the will of God, he's an apostle. Paul never had any hands laid on him to become an apostle. He was made an apostle by God. He met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus, and he was, he was made an apostle of God, the only, the, the one made by God. No hands laid on him like any of the rest of the later on apostles, like um, what's his name, Apollos, and uh, who was the other guy that was made an apostle, Matthias, that you never hear mentioned but one time, they had the hands laid on this stuff, Paul, an apostle of God. And here he has his son, Timothy, with him, his son in the faith, which is mentioned multiple times in many of the scriptures. You'll see Timothy mentioned along with the apostle Paul. Verse two, brother. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you may Amen. think it's you may think it's strong, it's strange here in verse two that maybe Brother Don in my teachings about the breaking down the difference in the saved people of God or in the household of God, how I've made a difference like I've had like I've done before, and may think it's just my idea, but it's not. I, I, I can assure you, I could call out some names. I won't do it. Well, I will do one. Brother Chuck Messler, um, 
he breaks it down and goes into the, the, the he calls it a theory of the difference between the saints and the brethren of God. To me, it's plain. I saw it, you know, a few years ago. I saw it was plain to me, and as I went to studying the rest of the scriptures, it's where I got, it's where the Lord opened up the door for me for the threefold family of God, the elect of God, the saved of God, and the whosoever wills. That's, that's where, this is, that, that's how it happened. It just kicked out one day, and then I went to see if there was any more places, and the Word of God's full of it if you look for it. And Brother Dave, I know it's been behind me checking me out. You've seen it yourself, haven't you, Brother Dave? Yes, and I was just wondering, would another way of saying it for clarification be Bride of Christ, Church of Christ, and Being, the whosoever will? That's exactly right. That would be a more succinct way of saying it. You're absolutely correct, Brother absolutely correct but to to the saints and the faithful brethren in christ which are at colossae grace be to you and peace from god our father and from the lord jesus christ verse three brother yes we give thanks to god and the father of our lord jesus christ praying always for you here we go. That's what I was mentioning in prayer a while ago. This is specific reason I brought it up was because of verse three. Paul is giving thanks in everything. He's giving thanks in persecution. He's giving thanks in tribulation. He's giving thanks for the good things and the bad things. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When the will of God comes up, you want to know what the will of God is? Give thanks in everything. That's what the book says. You want to know another thing where you can know for sure what the will of God is? Abstain from fornication. That is race mixing and the illicit sex. That's two that you can absolutely know what the will of God is because that's what it says. This is the will of God. So there's no ambiguity to it, no praying about it, no guessing about it, or nothing else. And there's other, some other stuff that, 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 that's got ambiguities to what this will is and that will is. That's where that prayer promise comes in. Then this is the confidence we have in him as we ask anything according to his will. He heareth us. And here comes all these things. Well, this has got to be the will of God because it looks like it's the right thing to do. Well, it may look like the right thing to do to you, but it might not be what God wants. I'm sure Job didn't think it was the right thing for him to get his brains all messed up with his disease and sitting in sackcloth and ashes going through all that pain. But that was the will of God. He allowed Satan, the rope, to do what he wanted to do, but not to take his life. A lot deeper than we give it external thought to. But of course, a lot of times we have habits as we are in the human, our human nature, we jump to conclusions when we ought to be thinking and praying more in terms of what actually the Word of God says and what we think it says. Continue on, Brother Dave. Verse 4. Yes. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. The love that we, you have toward all the saints. Brother Dave, just for, just for a quickie, run to... Um, your concordance and i want you to look and see if that's agape love or phileo love okay okay 
Mm -hmm. Strong's G26, Agape. Agape. That's right, it's Agape love. It's not the kissing type love. It's not that affectionate type love of hugging and kissing like your wife. It's a different, that's the agape love of 1 Corinthians 13. That's what that is. That's why the translators didn't put, like all the new translations, they throw in the word love, which could mean anything under the context of love. The King James translators, through leadership of the Spirit of God, put charity there to let you know if you studied it, it'd be a different type of love than phileo love. And I and I dying heard but one other, other than Dr. Ruckman, I only heard one other person make that comment and come and, and see that fact right there. Because when we go after we finish Colossians and we go to First Corinthians 12 and 13, which I'm going to put those two chapters together and 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 do some exposition on them, I'll show you what I'm talking about. As we get into that, because it, it's um, some heavy duty stuff, heavy duty stuff. Okay, brother, continue on. Verse five, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace grace of god in truth yes i didn't mean to interrupt you brother but i couldn't wait to jump on this whether you know what this has been a much discussed verse right here in times gone by the world is cosmos okay now, did Paul mean that the truth of God had been heard in all the world, cosmos? I think he did. I think he did. I think it was heard in all the known world. I think it was heard in Great Britain. That's what the point I was going to try to make. I think that this is one of the proof texts, even though so ambiguous, that this lets us know that the that the gospel was preached specifically and for sure in Great Britain, brother Dave. I know you've never heard that before, but <laughs> that that this word cosmos, I think, is a proof text. Oh yes, this here. Absolutely, the word of God was in Great Britain in all the British Isles. Yes, and if you study um, the historical accounts from uh, quite a few areas, you'll know that um, the Apostle Andrew was in Odessa and in southern uh southeastern ukraine that's the black right. sea area Odessa. that's exactly correct brother and so i take this to mean exactly what it says all the known world and the, the all kind of these so-called theologians oh he's just being you know he doesn't really mean this he's just um uh, he's just being ambiguous about it and blah 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 he's you know he don't really mean the whole world but the greek word cosmos <laughs> so I take it to mean exactly for what it says in the English and in the Greek. Yes. And the Ethiopian eunuch went down to Ethiopia. Ah, you go, brother. There you go. It's just people that think they're smarter than God's word. That's all they do. Amen. They put themselves in, in a position to judge God's word and let's instead of letting God's word judge them. Anyway, did the grace 
of God, heard the grace of God in truth. Now, as we're going down through here, folks, I want you to pay anybody that hears this program, anybody under the sound of my voice now, I want this to settle your mind because we're going to want run one reference when we get through these words. I want you to watch the past tense that Paul uses to these Colossians. The past tense. In other words, nothing might going to happen. Nothing that could happen. Nothing that, well, you might be this way. It's all like it's already been done. I want you to watch that very closely as we go down through here because it'll go right back to Romans 8 and be verified specifically in Romans chapter 8, which we will go to. Paul does the same thing in the book of Ephesians. He does the same thing in the book of Philippians. And as a matter of fact, he does it in the book of Hebrews as well. Not going to run all the verses because I'm not going to keep you here all night long. We'll get to them in plenty of time later on. But I say it all the time. There's no hope in your safe. There's no, well, I might be there. You're not only there, you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. But I want you just yourself, as you read along with us, and listen, pay close attention to the words that Paul uses. Continue, brother. Verse 7. Yes. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. That's the Epaphras that took the letter from Rome. It's like I said, between 60 62 AD, along with the other messengers. And it probably was probably the pastor there at Colossae. Verse 8, brother. Who also declared unto us your love in the spirit. Okay, I'll bring up this. You see that capital S there, Brother Dave? Yes. That's the spirit of God. You'll find the spirit of the Holy Spirit mentioned nowhere else in this book. Because it's about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. The spirit of God never puts forth himself. He's always putting forth Jesus Christ first. But this is the only mention of the spirit capital s here in this book this is the only place it's mentioned and it's all because of the main the main context about this as we're going to see as we go further on through here is about the preeminence of the lord jesus christ just wanted to bring that to your attention verse nine for this cause we also since the day we heard of it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And this is Paul's prayer. This is Paul's prayer for the Colossians. It's, it's one of the, it, it's a fantastic prayer. Just listen to how Paul comes through here with the things that he says. How he starts this thing out, this thing out. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard since the day we heard it the day he heard that they had trusted christ and knew the grace of god in truth that they ne he never ceased to pray for them you said does that mean paul went around 24 hours a day mentioning the colossians no it means what i told you earlier about yourselves and about amongst us as brethren and about our brethren we know 
when the opportunity arises, make room for prayer for them. Did, did, did I say you had to go find a tree and get out on your knees and dig out a hole to stick your knees in and beat on the ground? No, not at all. Paul didn't do that either. Is there a place and time for that? Yes, there is. You can't pray, you can't pray without ceasing if you're all the time on your knees beating up against a tree or a rock or something. It's a spiritual thing. It's what you think down in your spirit and in your mind, talking to God in your mind, your fellowship with God in the spirit, his spirit bearing witness with your spirit. That's what it's about. So he prayed for the Colossians, never ceased to pray for them. Go ahead, brother. That, that he might he walk worthy of the Lord, Lord. unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. The being that, that they might walk worthy, that but they might walk worthy, filled with the knowledge of his will. See, they didn't necessarily know what the will of God, but he's praying that they will know what the will of God is. Pray for you and that you might and 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 to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. By the way, the word wisdom is mentioned 40 times in this book of Colossians. 40 times that you might be filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding that's that spiritual understanding i took y'all back and showed you the difference between natural understanding and spiritual understanding in first corinthians 2 remember that the other night brother dave yes okay continue on brother verse 11 strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness patience long-suffering with all joyfulness joyfulness and patience joyfulness and long-suffering every time you see paul, paul's never bad mouth he's always joy say that's the apostle paul yep that's his will for the colossians as well just as it, it's just as though he was praying for Don Spears Ministries and the brethren here tonight. Ain't no difference. He'd be praying the same prayer for us. That's what he'd be praying. That we would be, be we'll be, be obedient to the heavenly calling. Do we be obedient to these things that he's asking? Knowing the will of God. In every good work. Verse 11, brother. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Amen. With joyfulness. All with, glor with glorious power, with God's glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. And that's something, folks, that don't know. It just don't come natural. It's something that you grow into the perfect, like Paul talks in other epistles about until you Christ be formed in you. That's that working process 
that goes through daily routines, troubles, joys, good times, bad times. That's perfecting of Christ in you that brings about the ability for this joyfulness and long-suffering and patience. It all Amen. works together. It's God working in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. That's working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's how it all fits together. Like I said, this is all, all this talk he's talking about goes right along with the book of Philippians, goes right along the book when he's talking about the body of Christ, goes right along with Ephesians, goes right along with these books, these four prison epistles, which all connected together and read as one unit, they present the anatomy of the body of Christ and the way that the body of Christ should act. If you haven't written that down and written a note out to the side, I recommend that you do that. It might help you. It might help you in your Bible study. Once you went through all those four, two or three times, you might pick up a little something. Verse 12, brother. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He made us to be partakers. So you're our partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. You know, I got thinking the other day about this inheritance business. And um, you ever watch people you know, we all have seen things on television or movies when somebody dies or something, and then they call in the family and they're going to deal out the inheritance, you know, Brother Dave, and, yes. and such and such gets so-and-so, and such and such gets so-and-so, and then somebody else gets a little bit, and some, and some of them get nothing. Right. I don't know how much y'all stop to think about this. But that's pretty much the way the Lord lays it out in 2 Timothy chapter 2 in the household of God. I don't know how much you thought about that. See, some teacher, Bible teachers won't stop to break this stuff down for you. I'm not going to try to save you from your Bible just so you'll be happy. I'm going to show you what this book says and hope that the Spirit of God and your maturity in Christ can let you work these things out yourself but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to to save you from what the book says by reading over it and flipping over it and not bringing it to your attention show you what i'm talking about real quickly brother dave go to second timothy 2. okay show you exactly what i'm talking about all right in there okay go down to about verse 16. Mm -hmm. i think i've always missed the verse you know i do brother it's oh, okay. start about verse 11. Okay. I'll share verse 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. We believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. That denying us in the context is denying us some inheritance, not not a great amount, but denying some of the inheritance. That's in the context of what he just read. Continue reading, Brother Dave. 
Verse 14, of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words, to do no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to shoot thyself. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, just keep on reading till you get in God's house. A great, God has a great head. Go ahead, bro. Just okay. Ahead. Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat a stuff a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. How come, how come, Father God? How come? How come they should depart from iniquity? Keep on reading, brother. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and nice. prepared unto every good work. Enough said. That should explain everything that I just got through talking about. Amen. Amen. Back to verse 13 in Colossians, brother. Yeah, I like that example of the um, inheritance and how they're reading it. And I was thinking of those times you read and people were getting, you know, multi-million dollars in the states and vineyards. And then to my favorite nephew, I give my most prized possession my most endeared rock collection <laughs> and you know isn't that like the way it is sometimes where we're reading the word and we're thinking about all these things that we're mm -hmm. going to get here on earth all these good things let me and, give you, me give you, you one know. better than that you, you got a rock collection let me give you one better than that after my dad died they brought in the executor of the will, and my dad had a had a forty-something acre place with a lake and a cabin and everything on it. And he gave my 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 old my baby sister and my baby brother equal shares in the place. And then in the last few verses, he said, "I think I've given enough to my oldest daughter and my oldest son in their lifetime. They don't get nothing." <laughs> Yeah, wow. I, I, don't, I don't understand this very well, brother. Okay. Yes, yes. I I, yeah, I was thinking how, you know, the Lord's, what he in, is endeared to his heart, what's most precious to him, so often varies from what we want out of this life. Folks, Isn't just it? Be, be thankful of one thing. Be, and, and, and I'm not going to get dig off deep into it. I did with Brother Tony Adams the other day, and and I'm not going to do it. I'll do it when we get to chapter 12 and 13 in uh, in in First Corinthians. But uh, be thankful for one thing: that the judgment seat of Christ is judged by motive. Okay. Amen. It's judged by motive. It's not judged by outward appearance. 
because God knows the heart. Be thankful that it's judged by motive, and that ought to send your minds a whirling. Because if you want to dig down deep into the ego of man, there is a separation down there that's so deep. Like I said, I wasn't going to get into it. I'm just going to tell you, be thankful that it's judged by motive instead of by outward appearance. Verse 13, brother. Yes. Who hath the... Go ahead. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? As tense. Every one of them. Past tense. Hath delivered us. Brother Pete, you're delivered, brother. Brother Kevin, you have been delivered. Brother Dave, brother Sergio, you have been delivered. Brother, that know Jesus Christ as Savior, you have been delivered from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. No ifs, bands, and buts about it. It's past tense. No maybes and mites to it. You're there. Doesn't say you're going to get treasures and bountiful mounds of inheritance, but you are in the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14, brother. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And not whom you might have, you have. Whom we have, present tense, redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Every sin that you ever committed from the time you was born to the time you die. Was it not committed before Christ died and resurrected, Brother Dave? Yes, it certainly was. That's exactly correct. That means it's covered. Yes. It means it's covered. Past tense, it is covered. Verse 15. Yeah, and the translation, or we've already been translated. Were, I, that, that's just like Christ says, we are seated with Christ in heaven. Oh, Christ. hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. That's that's why Paul. That's why old Paul, because he, he had that death wish, man. Hey, it's better to be with. I mean, go home and be with Christ, which is far better, because we hadn't had that revelation. But we're supposed to strive to understand that. Mm. And the more you hate the world, the more the more you get of that revelation. But I'm not going to get up on that. Continue reading, brother. Verse fifteen. Who is the image of the invisible God? the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Okay. We'll go to one, we'll go to two. I'm going to two verses, and we're going to go ahead and stop here for tonight. I want you to go to Revelation chapter 4 and read verse 11, which will go right specifically with this right here and tell you why all these things were made, which I've been through a hundred times with y'all before, using a little hyperbole there. Revelation Yeah, and just a, a little note here, you know, we were talking about how the gospel was preached and the redemption of was in preached throughout all the world, right? That's right. To every creature. 
That's right. And That's so, right. and here again, he's saying to things in heaven and things that are in earth, visible. Amen. You picked it up, brother. Amen. <laughs> Both Amen. visible yep. and invisible. Absolutely. The spiritual body, the natural body. The celestial Amen. and the terrestrial. Amen. 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 Good catch, brother. Revelation 4.11. 4.11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And that's why verse 16 there, it tells you in Revelation 4.11, it was for his pleasure. Didn't say it was necessarily for our earthly pleasure. It is for his pleasure because he knows that we're already, we're as good as there. Eternity's long time, folks. It's going to be glorious, glory to God. It's going to be wonderful. These pains will be forgotten. No more sorrow, no more tears, no more crying, no more pain, no more suffering, no more divorce, no more death, no more worrying about bills. No more getting mad at the brethren. None of that stuff. It'll all be gone and forgotten. Thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. We won't even have a concept of what sin is in our life. A new body that can do everything Christ did. And like the angels done. The good angels. Not the, the elect angels. Not the bad ones. Oh yeah, the elect angels, by the way. There are elect angels. Amen, Brother Dave. Yes, they Before are. They're 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 okay. <laughs> yes. Now go to Romans 8 and start at verse 28. Okay. This is all past tense. He's talking about that Romans 8. He's talking about the will of God a while ago. We're talking about the will of God. And watch all this past tense stuff come up. No arguing about it, folks. You either believe the word of God or you don't. Okay? You either believe it or you don't. There's no in-between. Well, I might believe this. Uh-uh. You believe it or you don't. Start reading Romans 8, 28, brother. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew, no, excuse me, he also did predestinate to be past conformed. Past tense, go ahead. Yes, to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Ascent, ye are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Heavenly Father, I ask you to take this short message tonight and short teaching, and may you give hope, Father, to your brethren that's in pain and suffering out there and going through troubles and trials yes. and tribulations, Father. I pray that your word would uplift them, Father, give them a smile on their spiritual face, give them joy in their heart, Father, that you've yes. got every base covered, no matter which way they turn that you're in their hands and no one can pluck us out of your hands, Father, and we're sealed by that Holy Spirit to the day of redemption. We give you all the praise 
for it's in the name of your blessed Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we ask these things, and for his sake alone, amen and amen. Amen. And the contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Don Spears Ministries, telephone number 334-397-2333. The email address is respecttothelord at yahoo.com. As always, please go to PayPal and enter Pastor Don's account, respecttothelord at yahoo.com. You will see Pastor Don's name there, and you can make an offering to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ through this ministry. Pastor Don's home address is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. The sermon times are at Takshu Friday and Sunday night. Monday's on hold for a little while. Time is 6 Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's Takshu, and it's backslash, backslash, www.takshu, just like it sounds t-a-l-k-s-h-o-e dot com backslash studio backslash 497 1345 that's 4971345 hope to see you um sunday evening amen thank you very much and it will the the title for um sunday night's program will be colossians chapter one part two. Good night, guys. I love you, and I, I hope you have a good Saturday tomorrow, whether you're working or whether you're resting. Either way, I hope the Lord is right there with you and gives you a special blessing. Good night, everyone that's going to listen to this program. God bless each and every one of you. May God's grace smile upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, everyone. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.